Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Up next, Luna Talks with Anna Paulina Luna, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. The Biden administration is radically changing America for the worse, from crushing our freedom to weakening our national security. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the progressive left are doing lasting damage. Today, we examine just how bad things are in Joe Biden's America and the future of politics in this country. This is Luna Talks with Anna Paulina. Welcome back, everyone, to today's episode of Luna Talks with me, your host, Anna Paulina Luna. As you know, this past week, we've been really covering down on the mother of all caravans, something that the mainstream media is not wanting to really talk about, that is heading to our southern border. We are now getting reports stating that this caravan is going to be upwards of 65,000 people. I can tell you that they are well-organized and apparently well-funded. They are using QR codes actually to share information and to coordinate. And then earlier this week on Monday, there was viral footage that actually broke out, uh, posted by Griff Jenkins on Twitter, where he talks about the migrant caravan that entered Mexico that was basically busting through the National Guard blockade that they had in Mexico in order to make their way up to North America. Now, a few things about this. Yes, this is a huge issue with bogging down the immigration system, but there's a massive, massive national security aspect of this that no one's really talking about. The only article that I've really been able to find so far is an article ironically posted by Fox News of all things that just was posted on Tuesday talking about amid migrant surge, nationals from Russia, India, China encountered at the U.S. southern border. Now, why would this be alarming? Well, we know that China is not our friend. We know that Russia is not our friend. And these people literally gaining access into our country without being tracked. I mean, there is a number of issues, not to mention there's a massive health crisis. Ironically enough, you know, here in the United States, Biden literally just announced that he wants to make anyone incoming to the U.S. 
show proof of their COVID vaccination status and or provide a negative test, yet they don't seem to be worried about those coming in at the southern border. I wonder, I just wonder why that might be. So I wanted to bring someone in, someone that I've actually really respected for some time now that you may all know from his time at the White House, a gentleman by the name of Sean Spicer. You may recognize him from being President Donald Trump's press secretary, and he is now an amazing host on a show that airs weekly, Monday through Friday on Newsmax, Spicer & Co. So he's agreed to join us today to discuss this exact issue as well as an upcoming book that he has focusing on the Kamala and Biden administration, something that we are starting to see literally unravel. I don't say that to be mean. I say that to be honest. They are literally imploding. You see SNL that's actually for the first time decided to target Joe Biden on their skits, who brings out three versions of them, which is something that we should all kind of be tracking. I do think, you know, this is just kind of my spidey senses tingling that Kamala's team may or may not have had something to do with that. It definitely seems like she's making plans to be the Democrat frontrunner in 2024, although I don't think that she'll win because from what we're hearing, President Trump hopefully by then will be redeclared in his candidacy for president. And I'll point out one more thing. Everything that we're seeing at the southern border currently, that is absolutely going to be a campaign issue in 2024. I don't think it is by mistake that these caravans are getting to the U.S.-Mexico border right on the eve around the same time period that President Biden has to sign and extend the Remain in Mexico policy that was a carryover from the Trump administration. It's very interesting that the migrants, these illegals that are basically marching up here are saying, tell Biden we are coming as they march their way up to the U.S. border through Mexico. You have massive, massive organizers for this. And frankly, like I had mentioned earlier, the group that's organizing this is doing it all through a QR code that's basically allowing anyone to do this march to register starting October 15th. So they've been coordinating this for many, many, many months. It started with mainly migrants from Central America, South America, and Haitians, but it's an over 2,500 mile journey to Texas from some of these locations. And the fact is, is that they would not be coming here if this administration didn't actively campaign on these illegal immigration pro-open border stances that they had been campaigning on throughout their entire election cycle. Not to mention, they seem to think that illegal immigration is the quote unquote humanitarian thing, when in actuality, it is the least humanitarian thing that you can do. And so many people are getting hurt on a regular basis, yet they don't want to talk about it. They want to only want to talk about it when it's brown people versus white people or white people versus black people. But when they actually want to fix the issues, they don't even want to discuss it or touch it because it absolutely shatters their narrative. So the moral of the story is that, yes, this administration is going to have a lot of explaining to do. I definitely know that in 2022, it's saying that we are estimated to pick up about 55 seats. I think that this is largely going to be a part of it. In addition to inflation that we're seeing, they're saying this year for Thanksgiving, uh, terribly enough that it's going to be one of the most expensive years for Thanksgiving ever because of the inflation that we're seeing. And then to top it off with the hypocrisy Headlines say that Biden has his beach home that's being fenced, paid for by your tax dollars, after halting border wall construction. So he gets a fence at his private beach home 
But we here in the United States don't when there's been literally 1.7 million migrants arrested at the southern border in the last 12 months, according to CBP data. I mean, how hypocritical is that? And I just want to throw it in there that his taxpayer funded security fence at his private home in Delaware, the fence is going to be $456,548, yet he doesn't want to put that towards what's happening at the southern border. So without further ado, I would like to bring on Sean Spicer. We will be joined with him right after this quick commercial break. Sit tight and we'll be right back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. I'm here today with the amazing Sean Spicer, formerly known and working with the White House, also too has an amazing show on Newsmax. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today here on Lunatalks. Uh, it's great to be on your show. I love having you on mine every night at six o'clock. So it's it's nice to to have the tables turned a little. Absolutely. I mean, we know that you did an incredible job when you were with the Trump administration, but to kind of segue out of that now with your own show, what do you see as the future of politics, especially being that America first is going nowhere? Well, I mean, I, I think it depends on on what side of the aisle you're on. I what the point uh, that I make in, in my new book is that people need to get out there and get engaged. And I, I'm actually excited when I see these school board meetings and these parents getting engaged, people wanting to run for office that hadn't been involved in the process. I think President Trump has a lot to do with that, that people I know you are, you have engaged in the process and, and continue to stay engaged in a lot of ways. But that's what's important is the left wins when we are complacent, silent or canceled. And so the more folks that get the message that whether it's, hey, I want to go post stuff on Facebook, I want to run for office myself, I want to go speak at a school board meeting, we need to get our voices heard. And um, and I think, frankly, we, we need to expose the hypocrisy, the double standards, the lies of the other side, but then present our case very succinctly. Because I, I don't think there's an issue that whether it's immigration or tax cuts or what have you, that when you lay out the conservative cause in case most people, except the extreme leftists, will say, you know what, that makes more sense. And so I think we have, we, there's so much at stake. We've got we've to engage more and, and make the case for our side. Absolutely. So you'd mentioned your new book. What is it called? When can we buy it? It's, um, it's called Radical Nation. It is out right now. Uh, literally, you can either go to Amazon, you can go to newsmax.com 20 slash 23, and there's a link that'll take you straight to Amazon, but it's in Costco's and Barnes and Nobles and airports. Um, it's the first comprehensive look at the Biden-Harris administration, and it looks at the people. I, I mean, for example, I talk about Dennis McDonough, why he's not qualified to lead the VA, why Pete Buttigieg at 38, 
who, when he was mayor of South Bend, Indiana, oversaw 16, I mean, excuse me, 66 buses. And now he's in charge of our railways, seaways, highways. I mean, they wonder why we have a crisis at the ports, because you have a guy who's 38 years old that was hired as secretary of transportation to check a box. And I hate uh, to say he was also on maternity leave, right? When all of these big, basically cargo ships were, you know, bulking up on, it was terrible. Well, and he didn't tell anybody. That was the other thing. He said, it's one thing to to do it. It's another thing in the middle of a crisis to not let anyone know that you're doing it and then take off. Exactly. Um, and, and so, but I, I think regardless, he, he was the wrong person for the job. And then we talk about the policies. Um, and, and I think the thing that is so crucial about the book is that it explains the real agenda that's happening because everything from making DC a state to spending trillions of dollars to letting people flow over the southern border is all in pursuit of political power. The Democrats want to ensure that they can continue to pass progressive policies. So if they make D.C. a state, they get two additional senators. If they allow people to flow over the southern border, they have additional voters that are, you know, in 5, 10, 20 years. They know what they're doing. And I think conservatives need to understand the agenda that's at hand and what they're trying to achieve. I talk about this in the book. Joe Biden says in here, well, he said it and I put it in here, that he was going to be the most progressive president ever. I think that, frankly, a lot of people didn't believe him on the right and the left and said, oh, Biden's been in D.C. for half a century. You know, we know Joe, but he he understands that he wants a legacy. This is to him about cementing himself in the history books as more progressive than FDR ever was. And you have to get that because that's what we need to stop. Well, I love the way that you break it down, too. I feel like sometimes people can, you know, lose others' attentions because they just try to overexplain it. But you explain it in such a palatable way that I think your average Joe can understand it, take a deep dive inside look into this administration. Obviously, you know the ins and outs of the White House having worked there before. And so to see your perspective, I think is very helpful. You know, my last question for you is, and I know that your show is absolutely crushing it. Um, you know, with what's happening on the southern border, with what's happening with this next migrant caravan, they're saying that is upwards now of 65,000 people. I know that in Mexico, they're reporting it as the mother of all caravans. You have a show that doesn't you know, hinder your voice and being able to share that information. But as someone who's worked in policy at the White House level, I mean, are you afraid for the American people? Because, you know, these people are coming in unvetted, unchecked. There's health crisis, obviously, currently in effect at the southern border. But what is your opinion on that? I, I think you just laid it out well. Yeah, I'm very concerned. I think everybody should. We're letting people in this country that we don't know who they are. Um, for, there's some health concerns. There's security concerns. Um, and I think we've lost focus on the fact that we're, we are a nation of laws. And the idea that people can just flow in and that we know in, what, 15, 20 years, um, every, we, we sort of present amnesty as an option and say, okay, well, you've been here now for so long. We got we to gotta just make you a citizen. That, that doesn't send the right message. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where, you know, part of the point at the end of the book, I, in chapter 20, I have a conservative action plan where I tell people, here's how you can get involved. And I think that that's important because everyone needs to understand that, that you can sit back and just say, okay, that's not my problem. Well, one, whether it's Florida where you are or Virginia where I am, um, there, there's every state is feeling the consequences of people coming over the Southern border. Um, it's dealing with jobs, you got crime, fentanyl and drugs. Um, it's just, and, and I don't think, I think you've got a complicit media that I write about in two chapters that is not allowing the American people. If you wake up every day and watch the Today Show, Good Morning America, and read, you know, the Miami Herald, the Washington Post, the LA Times, the New York Times, they are literally taking half of the, of the issues that exist right now and just pushing them aside. 
You don't even know they exist because they do everything to cover up for this administration. And, and so you have to search more to find out what's happening and the impact that these policies are having on people's lives. So I, I do think that we're going we're gonna to see this caravan, as you point out, another one, 65, 75, 100,000 people come to our southern border and act like no one knew it was happening or that we couldn't stop it. This administration changed what Trump was doing that was working because they wanted to just, you know, anything that Trump was doing was bad. I think that shows you they're not serious about dealing with immigration. And I can only surmise that they're doing it for political reasons. Oh, 100 percent. It's interesting. You see that, you know, under the Biden Obama administration, Obama was known as the deporter in chief. And then all of a sudden it's this 180 out. They've started attacking Republicans for literally upholding Obama air policies on immigration, saying that Republicans were the ones that built the kids in cages and all of this stuff. And then you realize what's truly happening. You realize it is absolutely. But, but, but let's face it. Everything that they did was just to say it's the opposite of Trump. It wasn't yes. because it worked or it made sense. It was if Trump did it, we needed to do the opposite. And it's, it's, that's, that's just such a sad thing to say. It's like, we're not going to do what's in the best interest of the country. We're going to do, we need to show everyone that we're not doing what Trump did. It's so funny that you bring that up. It seems to be the message even now in campaigns. It's that if you have someone that's endorsed by President Trump, the other opponent will say, well, we have to fundraise because we have to keep this person out because of Trump. They don't actually have policies to help the country, to help the community. It just seems to be this hate message. I I live in in Northern Virginia and um, and the entire McAuliffe campaign against Republican Glenn Youngkin is, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. And it's like, (laughs) Glenn Youngkin's running to be governor. Um, and yes, Donald Trump endorsed him, but he, um, you know, it's, I, I just, it's funny because Youngkin's is executive businessman that brings a ton of experience. And yet that's all the Democrats have. They yeah. don't want to talk about issues. And that's the interesting thing is, uh, you know, as we head towards the holidays, one of the things that I hope people read the book and understand is that, and you put this very succinctly a moment ago, we win with the facts. And so I try to lay out to everybody all of the issues that are coming up within the Biden administration, all of the policies, and say, okay, here is the logical deconstruction of that. If they're going to tell you this is about voting rights, they're going to tell you this is about whatever, here's the reality of what it is, and here's how you can easily deconstruct it. That's what people need to do is because when you go at somebody and say, why would, you know, why would they enact this policy if not for the following reasons, the facts and the policies are on our side. And that's the thing that we need to, as we get ready for Thanksgiving with our crazy aunt or uncle, is <laughs> be able to fight back and say, no, no, here's actually the reality. I always tell Anna that the, the most favorite example, and I don't know why, but the District of Columbia in 1890 was created by taking a part of Virginia and a part of Maryland to create a 10 square mile district that the framers had in the constitution. In 1835, they gave back a big chunk of it to Virginia, which is actually where I live now. And they said, we weren't using it. Here you go. Have it back to Virginia. Well, now you have just this little part of Maryland that was left that was given by Maryland and the Democrats want to make it a state. Well, the logical argument is, well, since we already gave the part the Virginia back, why don't you give the Maryland piece back to Maryland? Problem <laughs> solved. Well, which I think, I don't know how you can argue against that because then they can vote. They're part of Maryland. That's where they came from. Everything's good to go. The Democrats want to make it a state. Why? Gosh, what would, oh, the District of Columbia would vote 95 to 5 Democrat. They'd get two additional senators, one House member. If you have two additional senators, you pretty much guarantee yourself a, a, that Republicans would never have a, a, a filibuster-proof majority. Exactly. And so everything has to be looked 
through the, the motive of what the Democrats and the left is trying to achieve. And in so many cases, you sit back and say, because if it's really about voting rights, then give it back to Maryland. They can vote. That's easy. Done. But they don't want that. And you have to ask, well, then why? And it's because of political power. Well, you heard it here first. I hope everyone checks out your book. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is called Radical Nation by Sean Spicer. Check it out. Definitely a good Christmas gift. And we are coming up on the holiday season. There you, so go. you heard it here. <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much for joining us today. And make sure also to your show airs. Tell them when to watch you on Newsmax. Every night, Newsmax uh, at 6 p.m. And the beautiful thing about Newsmax is that if you've got it on cable, that's awesome. If you're a cable cutter, uh, you can go to YouTube, watch it. You can download the Newsmax app. You can watch it wherever you are. You don't need a cable subscription. Watch it wherever you are. Oh, well, you thank you. you so much for joining us, Sean. We look forward to having you back. Appreciate it. I love having on Sean. We'll be back with final thoughts after this quick commercial break. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Interestingly enough, I was able to actually connect with Sean this past election cycle once I basically had ended campaign season. We really started cycling on Newsmax a ton, and Sean was there. He was actually one of the first larger hosts and anchors on Newsmax that I was able to really go on with. And frankly, it's an honor and privilege to talk with someone. He's so established, um, so successful in everything that he's doing. And honestly, he knows exactly what's going on with politics. And I think that part of the reason why he is so successful and he's doing so great at what he does is because he really breaks it down in a way that people can understand. And what I'm continuously realizing being in this political space is that there's so many people that just do not have the ability to speak normally and converse normally, especially on these topics, whether it's foreign policy, whether it's what's happening nationally, whether it's border security, whether it's national security, but yet he's able to really break it down in a way that we can all understand. And so I want to end with this. What you're seeing having happen now at the border is something that I think is going to shape the political climate in this country for years to come. We cannot give these people blanket amnesty. That doesn't work. It's never been a good solution for anything to do with illegal immigration. If you really want to help these people, if you really want to give them access to a fair shot, you have to clean up our own immigration system so that we can vet these people and ensure that they are actually having access to the American dream 
and not just essentially working on some of these labor operations, which is basically indentured servitude, something that Jorge Ventura talked about on the episode where we're addressing some of these cartel grow operations in California. I mean, the fact is, is that this is happening right underneath our noses. And if we don't educate our peers on this, I think that we're only part of the problem. I can also tell you that that is the reason why, if you haven't already seen it, that I have announced the campaign ad that I did. It was one of the things that I spoke with my team about, and especially in wanting to ensure that if there was one thing I wanted my campaign to be known for, it's to be known as someone who tells the truth and tells it like it is, especially in regards to a lot of the tiptoeing that we see in politics and you know an open border is not humanitarian there's nothing humanitarian about it illegal is not a race it's not just something that applies to mexicans it is something that encompasses many many people from all around the world as you saw in those headlines earlier there's people coming from russia and china and africa and haiti and you name it they're coming from it because they realize with this administration that they have a better chance of doing it legally than the correct way, which is completely wrong. But I want to ensure that people really, truly know what's happening. And if there's one thing I want to be known for, it's for really telling it like it is. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Luna Talks. I appreciate all of your support and make sure you come back next week. Hopefully we'll have some stats and a solution for what's happening at the Southern border. Before we go, I want to thank Sean Spicer again for such a great interview. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. To hear more of my episodes and get my weekly newsletter, go to Gingrich360.com slash Anna. You can also find me on Twitter, Parlor, Facebook, and Instagram at Real Anna Paulina. A special thank you to our producer, Drew Steele, writer Aaron Kligman, and executive producers, Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.